to another Cup of Joe podcast on this Friday, January the 20th. And wherever you are, whenever you are listening to this, I wish you God's grace. I wish you God's life. I wish you God's goodness today. Thank you for being present with me as we break open God's word together. And uh, as always, we are going to look to the readings for this coming weekend, that which would be the third Sunday in Ordinary Time in the Common Lectionary. Uh, I am going to read, as pretty typical, out of the New American Bible translation. Uh, If you've got a different one, hey, in fact, that's fantastic because I love to compare different translations. They can help the Word come alive uh, in a new way. And if we haven't read in a different translation recently, maybe it's time we all do that Um, because different words different phrases. A a story that you may know inside and out may come alive in a new way or a phrase in a new way. And that's always good. Gosh, that's always good. Okay. So as always, brothers and sisters, those who are longtime listeners, forgive. But um, what we're going to do is settle yourself. invite you to do that before we break open God's word. I invite you just to, to invite the Holy Spirit within and to Help a word or a phrase or an idea stand out for you now upon your hearing. Uh, And with the help of the Spirit over this coming day, over this coming weekend, over this coming week, uh, just to sit with that word, that idea, that phrase, and allow the Spirit of God to stir within you and speak within you um, through that encounter. Okay? So with that, brothers and sisters, uh, I will once again be reading the first reading in the gospel for this coming weekend. It is Isaiah 8, chapter, or excuse me, Isaiah chapter 8, verses 23 through chapter 9, verse 3. It's going to sound awfully familiar. We just heard it a few weeks ago, okay? Isaiah 8, 23 through 9, 3. And then we're going to go to the gospel, which is Matthew You know we're back in year A, right? We're done with Luke's gospel. We're going to hear a lot of Matthew this year. So it's going to be a little longer, Matthew chapter 4, verses 12 to 23. So let's break open God's Word. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. First the Lord degraded the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. But in the end he has glorified the seaward road the land west of the Jordan, the district of the Gentiles. Anguish has taken wing, dispelled is darkness, for there is no gloom where but now there was distress. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Upon those who dwelt in the land of gloom, a light has shone. You have brought them abundant joy and great rejoicing as they rejoice before you as at the harvest as people make merry when dividing spoils. For the yoke that burdened them, the pole on their shoulder, and the rod of their taskmaster, you have smashed as on the day of Midian. My friends, the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And now, brothers and sisters, let's break open the gospel. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. 
When Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew to Galilee. He left Nazareth and went to live in Capernaum by the sea, in the region of Zebulun and Naphtali, that what had been said through the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled. Land of Zebulun and land of Naphtali, the way to the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. The people who sit in darkness have seen a great light. On those dwelling in a land overshadowed by death, light has arisen. From that time on, Jesus began to preach and say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. As he was walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and his brother Andrew, casting a net into the sea. They were fishermen. He said to them, Come after me, and I will make you fishers of men. At once they left their nets and followed him. He walked along from there and saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in a boat with their father Zebedee, mending their nets. He called them, and immediately they left their boat and their father and followed him. He went around all of Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom, and curing every disease and illness among the people. My friends, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Those are powerful, aren't they? And obviously, real easy to see why those were chosen to be together, right? Because Matthew is calling to mind that prophecy that we just heard out of Isaiah uh, and, uh, and uses it with Jesus' decision to live in Capernaum by the sea. Now, let me break that open before we get into the two points that I want to make today. And again, for those who are listening who didn't listen to last week, my promise, maybe this is, should be a New Year's resolution, is to make these shorter. want to be 20 minutes or less. But, but just a little bit of, of regional, um, and not history, but maybe a little geographical um, lesson. So what on earth is the region of Zebulun and the region of Naphtali or Naphtali? Well, I'm not sure exactly how to say it. Um, okay, so when the Hebrew people came into what was the promised land, okay, it was, you know, Palestine or whatever it was called, the, the land flowing with milk and honey, they took the land, now that's a, a story to be told in another episode, but then they divided it up into 12 different regions named after the sons of Jacob. There were 12, you know, Jacob had 12 sons, one of them being Joseph, right? The coat of many colors. Well, jo Jacob had 12 sons, and when they came into the land, they divided it up into what we would say maybe regions, provinces, states, whatever that would be. Well, one of those was the state or the region or the province of uh, Zebulun. One was the state or region or province of Naphtali, okay? And those were up in the north, Galilee of the Gentiles. Again, why did they call it Galilee of the Gentiles? Another podcast to talk about how that happened. But just know that Nazareth was in Zebulun. And, of course, where Jesus lived, right? And Capernaum, which is on the north side of the, the Sea of Galilee, 
was in Naphtali. And so Isaiah would have been, you know, forecasting that, but Matthew puts that together and says, well, of course a light shone in darkness because Jesus lived in, you know, when it says Zebulun and Naphtali, he lived in Nazareth and he lived in Capernaum. And those were those different promises. It'd be like saying, you know, I lived in Milwaukee and I lived in Chicago. You know, you regions of Wisconsin and Illinois, uh, a light has shone. Uh, th and that's effectively what he's saying. Okay. So now what are the points uh, that I want to make and then, uh, and then be done? And the first is this. I want to reread part of this to you, brothers and sisters, because it's too good. We've heard it. And, and where did we hear this before? We heard it on Christmas right? If you, if you went to the Mass with the, the readings for, for night, the midnight Mass, what we used to call, this reading would have kept going on. For the yoke that burdened them, the pole on their shoulder, the rod of their taskmaster you have smashed as under the day of Midian. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, right? I mean, that's, that's where it goes. So that's why we've heard this recently. But that's not the point that we're trying to make today in this third Sunday of Ordinary Time. The point today that is being tried uh, to, to be made, I think anyway, because there's always more points than what I'm going to see. But as it starts here with this, in the middle of the reading, it says, anguish has taken wing. Dispelled is darkness, for there is no gloom where but now there was distress. For the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Upon those who dwelt in the land of gloom, a light is shown. That contrast between light and darkness. That people are living in gloom. People are living in that place of distress and darkness. But you know what? A light is being shown. Now we can merely look at that again, my friends, and say, well, of course, that light is Jesus. And in one sense, that is very true. But remember, all scriptures have layers, 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 layers. And brothers and sisters, what I want us to ponder and maybe even sit with in this reading is, how do you feel about the state of the world today? When you think about it, do you feel distress? Do you feel like there is much darkness and gloom? You know, I don't know how many people I talk to. Uh, and, and granted, many of them are elderly in, in my position that I have, but all of them, well, not all of them, that's, that's not fair, many of them, when I ask them, hey, what would you like me to pray for today? Uh, say, all the world, or all the world is just going, you know, to Hades. They won't say it like that. Uh, you know, it's just, it's just terrible. Brothers and sisters, and I'm not going to be Pollyanna here and say there is not gloom in the world. You know, there, there is suffering everywhere. And we do not have to look very far. We do not have to look just over, you know, at, uh, at what's going on uh, over in, in Ukraine. We don't have to look, you know, about what is going on in the Middle East or, or the, the, the terrible disease that is ravaging Africa or, or whatever. I mean, we just have to look out our back door, right? What's going on? And brothers and sisters, I guess what I'd invite us to, to be into is, is not to be unrealistic and name suffering and agony. And to name, and, and, and I mean, I think we, we need to be real about it and what is happening. 
but to realize that does not have the final answer. You know, we may look and and say, we're not going to overcome this because things just seem to be spiraling out of control badly. But, you know, I suspect when the bubonic plague hit and killed how many millions? What, a third of Europe? I suspect they were thinking the same thing. I suspect when the Roman Empire or the Greek Empire fell and those societies and cultures which were, were, you know, magnificent and not without their faults, don't, don't hear me that way, but magnificent in their day, but they, they, they uh, catapulted into, into feudalism and, and to, to the, the tribes from the north taking over. I suspect they thought the same thing. Brothers and sisters, what is happening around us in our world is not new to this generation. And we may not see it through to the point where we see the the light on the other side. But I guess what I invite us to is to not be women and men who are overcome by darkness or distress. Because our God has the final word. Our God has the final word. Not darkness and not distress. I promise that. And I think that's where we can take Isaiah's reading that says, listen, anguish has taken wing. Why? Because, it, because light and love and life are stronger than darkness. It's the meaning of the resurrection, not just 2,000 years ago on Easter. It's the meaning of now. You and I may not see it to its, its fruition. Why should that make any difference at all? Light and life and love will have the final answer because they are stronger, and our God is stronger. Anguish has taken wing, dispelled his darkness, for there is no gloom, but now, what, but, excuse me, for there is no gloom where, but now there is distress. The people who walked in darkness now, they have seen a great light. Brothers and sisters, if you and I are not people of vision who can convey the fact that God has the final word, and that means love and life and light have the final word, then what are we doing? What are we doing? But first, we have to see it and we have to believe it. That has to take root. Point number one. Point number two is a quick one. You know, we have the gospel today, right? The gospel about Jesus calling forth the disciples. Uh, And he goes by and he sees Peter and Andrew and he says, come follow me, right? And and they drop their nets. Uh, Come after me, I'll make you fishers of men. They they, at once they left their nets and followed him. A little further along, he sees James, son of Zebedee, and the brother John. They were in their boat, not mending you know, their nets, and, and their dad was there too. And they left not only their nets, but their family. Um, and on one level, I suppose we can look at that and say, hey, Jesus is inviting us to leave our families. He's inviting us to leave our work, our occupation. Okay, okay. If that's where the Spirit's calling us, and I don't mean leaving your family saying, sorry, Renee, I, may, I, you know, I know we're married, but I'm gone. I mean, maybe in the sense of my brother, Mike, who, who uh, loves his siblings and loves his father and mother, but yet still living a half a world away in Turkey. You know, that isn't necessarily leaving one's family. It's saying that that call of God is bigger. But I guess the point I want to make, and, I, and I'm going to finish, is this. What is happening in your life today? that it's time for us to leave, that it's time for us to set down in order that I may follow more closely. I, I don't know that it has to be on the level of family or, or occupation, unless the Holy Spirit's inviting you there. I think it can be on the level of 
What thoughts do I need to, to leave behind? What habits? What attitudes? Maybe it's a friendship. Maybe it's um, a different way of viewing the world, the distress that I talked about earlier. What, what do we need to leave behind? You know, brothers and sisters, inherit in every yes is a no. Inherent in, in the disciples following Jesus meant there were no's on the other side. Things they had to leave behind that were good or maybe not so good. Brothers and sisters, our God is inviting us to, to follow more closely uh, to our God today. And maybe that means not leaving everything behind, not at once, but maybe it, leaves, it, it, it means leaving one thing, one thing behind today. And that's a decision we'll have to make tomorrow too. It's not a one-time shot. But what can we leave today? What do we need to say no to today, right now, in order to say yes more fully and completely to our God? Let's pray. And so, my friends, as always, we begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The third luminous mystery, the proclamation of the gospel. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. 
Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. My friends, bless you. Thanks for being present with me today. May God bless you in this coming week. Be well, and God's peace. Thank you.